Let me ask you a question. What has our pastor's centrality done to the body of Christ? What has our preoccupation with one person or one small group of people within the assembly done in terms of either enhancing or stifling what the body of Christ is to be doing and is to be about when we're gathered together? That's the topic today on the Unsunday Show. You're listening to the Unsunday Show. Leaving behind religious obligation to find a more authentic expression of Christ in us, this is the Unsunday Show. Hello, everyone. Mike Adams here with the Unsunday Show. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. Hey, before I forget, which I tend to do from time to time, let me mention that you can reach out to me at the Unsunday Show. You can go to unsunday.com, and there are a few different ways to reach me there. There's a contact form that you can message me on. You can also leave a rating or review right there, which is a, a good way to get my attention. And if you scroll down the page, depending on whether you're on a real web browser or you're looking at it on a phone or another mobile device, somewhere on that page, there's going to be a little floating microphone. If you click once on that microphone, you can leave me a voicemail. You can tell me what's on your mind for up to two minutes. And then I think it probably just says goodbye and hangs up. I'm not real sure. I've never used it. Well, I take that back. I tested it, but I didn't stay on it for two minutes to see what it would do. So that's another way to contact me as well. If you want to chime in to an episode, something really tweaked you, and you want to say something about it, or let me know your thoughts on something there, that's a good way to do it. I might use your question or remark and build on it in a future episode. No guarantees, but that's a possibility. So if that's something that tweaks you and you want to reach out to me by leaving me a voicemail, you can do that. But today, I want us to turn our attention toward what being so pastor-centered, so pastor-centric within the body of Christ for all of these centuries has done to the body of Christ. Our pastor centrality isn't anywhere in the New Testament. It doesn't exist in the New Covenant scriptures. And yet we have so institutionalized the position or the person of pastor that we can't function without this person. And I've spoken on this in several different instances. There's one episode in particular that I'm going to link in the description of this episode in case you want to go back and listen to it, where I talk in more detail about the origin of some of our traditions in terms of centralizing or elevating the pastor to a position that Scripture doesn't do. And I'll be sure and have that link for you in the description so that you can go check it out. I'm not going to rehash all of that today, all of what I said in that episode today, but I do want to talk for just a minute about what being so pastor-centered has done not only to the body of Christ, but to the pastor. First of all, concerning the body of Christ, it's made us passive, hasn't it? We don't know how to function without the pastor. Try going to a Sunday morning event and having the pastor not show up. What's going to happen? Well, we'll just kind of mill around and then we'll eventually leave because nobody knows what to do. 
that whole system is prepackaged and geared toward certain events happening that are crucial for the pastor to be there. You know, that's not unintentional, is it? We've talked about this over and over again, how that our pastor centrality mindset has come to us very intentionally over the centuries. It started a long time ago, where those who had been put in charge decided to elevate their position and put others in charge, and the thing just kind of snowballed from there. Again, go back and listen to the episode I have linked below if you doubt me. But it's because of our pastor centrality that we've come to accept without question the whole clergy laity distinction. We think that that's legitimate. We think that there's a group of people within the body of Christ that have a special calling that the rest of us don't have, that have special anointing that the rest of us don't have. They're the pastors and we're the laity. They're the clergy and we're the laity. But scripture makes no such distinction. What this has done is it has crippled the body of Christ. It has crippled the body of Christ in terms of exercising our gifts. We don't know how to do that anymore. We go to a Sunday event expecting to be entertained or expecting everything to be done for us, and then we leave that event thinking that God is somehow more pleased with us because we put in the time. Even though the whole time that we're there, we're thinking about the game or we're thinking about lunch or we're thinking about getting with someone afterwards, we still convince ourselves that this is necessary that this is something we should be about doing. Now, let me say this. If you enjoy doing that, then go enjoy doing that. I'm not trying to tell you to stop. But to those of us who are starting to see through the facade of what's really there, of what's really happening, I wanted to bring these things up again and talk about them again. Because I truly believe that we, as the body of Christ, have been so trained to be passive that we don't know what to do. We don't really get an opportunity to exercise our spiritual gifts. Your spiritual gift isn't working in the nursery. Your spiritual gift isn't sweeping the floor. Those are nice things to be able to do from time to time, and they're very helpful, but our spiritual gifts are more than that. Our spiritual gifts may not even involve being at a building on a Sunday morning or any other particular day. But you, as a part of the body of Christ, have been uniquely gifted in ways that the rest of us need. You've been uniquely gifted in ways that the rest of us aren't. But when we're pastor-centered, the only thing that we do is we come into the building and we face the pulpit, we face the front, we face the stage, and the high point of the day is when the pastor mounts the pulpit. And then we think we're going to hear a word from God, but what we end up hearing is someone's opinion. And the opinion may be right or it may be wrong, I'm not saying opinions aren't valuable, but we don't put it in a category of an opinion, even though that's what it is. We put it in a category of some special message from God that's been enshrined because this individual that's up there is the only one qualified to speak to us for God. And that's not true. Nothing could be further from the truth. What this has done is made us passive again. It's made us not be able to function as the body of Christ. It's made us kind of anti 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, where we see the body of Christ functioning, where we see everyone in the body of Christ contributing something. We don't have that opportunity anymore because our system isn't geared that way. 
it's geared toward one person giving their opinion, and then we're to conform to it. But what if we all had a chance to speak up? What if we all had a chance to talk about things from our perspective? You can't do that in that kind of a setting. It's not geared toward that. There's a program. There's a bulletin. There's stuff to be gotten through, and all of those things go to reinforcing or supporting the institution. And we don't know how to function without that. Once again, church has trained the ecclesia out of us. We don't know how to be the ecclesia anymore, the body of Christ anymore, because we're so dependent upon the one-person pastor or the small group of persons, pastors, plural, and we just, quite frankly, don't know how to operate outside of that. In a lot of instances, it doesn't even enter our minds that we should be functioning outside of that. But that's what the body of Christ is. Of his fullness, Scripture tells us, we have all received. Of his fullness, all of us. God doesn't give the Spirit by measure. He doesn't dole out a little bit to Joe over here. And then when it comes to Richard over here, he has twice as much. No. Of his fullness, we have all received. And God doesn't give his spirit by measure. In other words, Christian, you are qualified. You have everything that you need for life and godliness in this present age. You have been gifted by the Holy Spirit in a unique way that no one else has. And we need to hear from you. We need to know what that is, because it benefits the body of Christ. How else can the body of Christ build itself up in love if all we're doing is sitting quiet, listening to one person's opinion. That doesn't work. That's not healthy. That's not the body of Christ. Your job and my job isn't to sit passive in the pew and shake our heads in agreement and then feel like we've somehow got God off of our back because we went to church and he's not going to be unhappy with us this week because we attended this thing. This is stuff that has come to us from church history that damages or hinders the body of Christ because it doesn't allow the body of Christ to be the body of Christ. And let me remind you that church and ecclesia are two different things. Our modern word church doesn't appear anywhere in the New Covenant or New Testament scriptures, but ecclesia is all over the place. Ecclesia is the assembly or the congregation, and the emphasis is always on the plural. Did you know that the word pastor, as it relates to the ecclesia, only appears one time in the New Testament? And in that one appearance in the New Testament, there's nothing said about qualifications, there's nothing said about responsibilities, there's nothing said about duties, there's nothing said about sermons because they didn't exist, there's nothing said there about this person's authority or this person's responsibility to get up once a week and preach a message. There's none of that. It appears one time in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4 and verse 11, where Christ is said to have given gifts to the body of Christ, to the ecclesia, for the building up of the body of Christ. And in that passage, there's no job description. But look what we've done with it. We've totally institutionalized it. We've made this person the center of everything. Now, you and I didn't do that. That was done a long time ago. That was done by people we've never met. That started early in the second century, and it just snowballed from there. But it's the system that we inherited today, 
And again, I think it's a, it's a very harmful system to the body of Christ building itself up in love. And I think it's something that is worth questioning, that's worth looking at once again and reexamining. And when we lay the institutional settings that we have all around us today alongside the New Covenant Scriptures, we don't see it anywhere. Those are two completely different things with two completely different goals and two completely different outcomes. One of those is a system of conformity with built-in rewards for compliance and built-in punishments for non-compliance. But that's not a good definition of the body of Christ. We're not required to conform to someone's opinion or to conform to some methodology or some tradition in order for God to be happy with us or in order to stay in fellowship with God. That's just a blatant lie. That's a lie. That is not the truth. So today I just wanted to bring this topic up again and just kind of remind ourselves that within the body of Christ, we do things and we believe things that are unnecessary and we practice things that are unnecessary. So I just wanted to bring this up again today on the End Sunday show and talk a little bit more about it because I see evidence of this system failing every day. I don't know about you, but I hear a lot about spiritual abuse and other types of abuse that go on at the hands of pastors and of leaders. And it's partly because we have this system in place that is human-centered, it's man-centered. So I just wanted to bring that up today, uh, just a little reminder, a further discussion on this idea of the centrality of the pastor. And over the decades, over the centuries, it has done so much harm. All of church history is marred because we're in this system of top-down authority where we've elevated this pastor person to a place that Scripture doesn't. We've institutionalized it. We've turned it into a career path, all based on one verse that doesn't say anything about it other than using the word pastor. Again, the link is below to the episode that I really want you to listen to. And that's all I have for you right now, so I'll let you go. Be sure to visit me online at unsunday.com. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Unsunday show. To be a part of this ongoing conversation, visit us online at unsunday.com.